here we are today with another message from Jesus. And we can't take these messages lightly because he's preparing us to stand before him that day. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are showing us things to come. You're showing us ahead of time that we're not ready so that we don't perish because it's not your will that one should perish. We thank you for your patience, your kindness. We thank you for your long suffering as you wait for us. We love you. We praise you. Give you all the glory. And you know, he is waiting for us. And the wait is him getting revelation knowledge actually to us. The things that we don't understand, the perception that we don't have, he's giving us. And so, you know, he, when we ask him to come and live on the inside of us, we're saying, I'm going to marry you. I'm committed to you. I love you, Jesus. And so many times it's just words because many go back off and live the life they lived before. They have excuses and circumstances and they think that Jesus understands that. Although he does, he wants you to see his perception of that. And so you said you'd marry him, but then you get tangled in other things. And he looks at that seriously as you having an affair with a circumstance, with someone else, with a thing, because you prioritized that thing. And the reason we do that is because, really, we haven't taken the time needed to know that we can trust him to work that circumstance out. And so instead of letting him work it out, instead of relying on him, we're doing, we're doing it. We're, we're trying to figure it out. We're running around in circles like the heathen, trying to figure out our lives without Jesus. But... And it doesn't make any sense. We expect to move in with him that day. But we're not living as though we're looking to move in with him that day. Part of being engaged with him is being recreated in his likeness. And the only way you can do that is to rely on him. To rely on him to recreate you to be like him takes time. And so if our time is devoted to our worry, to our circumstance, to a lust of our flesh, to another person, then we're really having an affair. We're really not committed to him, which means that engagement, whether you know it or not, is actually broken off. It's broken off. And so he's sending out messengers, message after message after message, to let you know that he's still waiting. Actually, I thought of this this morning, and he just brought it to mind. You know, if you're sitting next to somebody, and they're on their phone, and they're scrolling, or they're typing, or whatever they're doing, and the person sitting next to them is waiting. Jesus said that to me this morning. He said, that's how I feel. I'm here. I'm waiting. He can't wait for you to get up. And um, you get up and you're on your phone, you're doing this, you're doing that. All these distractions are in the way. And he's saying, 
I'm waiting. I have something to tell you. It's urgent. I'm trying to get a message to you because when you stand before me that day, I don't want to say away from me. I don't know you. Every day he has a message for you. Every day he has an instruction for you. And if you're not listening for that instruction, you could miss it. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who calls me Lord. You get up every morning and you say, hey, Lord. Hey, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This Lord, that Lord. And um, you haven't heard a word he said. You haven't heard that word to be recreated in his likeness so you can stand before him that day without spot or wrinkle because you don't have the knowledge that you need. And so he's waiting. He is. And so so many people say, yeah, I'm ready for Jesus. I'm ready for Jesus. And, and the thing that the season that we're in, hopefully you're grown up to that place, like the rich man. Oh, what do I have to do to have eternal life? Well, I did that. I, I, Jesus said, you know the commands. He said, I'm doing all that. But in his heart, he knew there was something he wasn't doing. Otherwise, why, do we, why would he have asked? And that is an amazing thing, to even have that knowing. And if you get on your knees every morning, you're going to have that knowing that you're missing something. And then you ask him, and he's going to tell you. But what I started to say is when he made it real to me, when I had the revelation knowledge of knowing that I could not have eternal life unless, like the rich man, I sold my stuff, gave it to the poor, and walked the walk he walked, which seems way out there. But really, that is what it's about. Forget about your life. If you want to be his disciple, you have to get forget everything. If you want to live with him forever, then all the things that you're hanging on to here, you need to let go of. And Jesus said, if that rich man would have hung around, he would have heard Jesus say that whoever gives up houses, mothers, sisters, brothers, lands, houses for the sake of the gospel in this lifetime will receive a hundredfold return. So it's not that he's he was trying to take away from the rich man. He was really wanting to add to him because you live if you live his way then what you need is going to be added to you you're not going to have to work for it and so the message I have for you today is here in John 14 I assure you most solemnly I tell you if anyone steadfastly believes in me he will himself be able to do the things I do and he will do even greater things than these because I go to my father so is this a command that we're keeping or one that we push aside? Well, there's the pastors can do that. There's certain people to do that. I can't do that. But it says, if you believe in him steadfastly, you know, lots of people are on and off. They believe God when they need to. And then when things are going well, they shift back over the other way and break their engagement with Jesus. 
And being engaged with Jesus, asking him to come live on the inside of you, comes with a full relationship where you care about everything he cares about. And he cares that none would perish. And so he's asking everyone who would believe in him to do his work, to do what he was doing. Not just some of us. And not that all of our work is the same. You have to go to him to find out what that is. But he said, you're going to do what he was doing. Are we doing what he was doing? Are we parked off over here somewhere doing what we want to do? But then on that day, still expecting to move in with him. When you're going to marry someone, you're going to come in agreement with that person, and then you're going to move in together. You're going to, you love each other. You agree with each other. You care about each other. If one has a problem, it's both your problems. If one needs something, you both figure it out. And God set it up this way. It's just the way it is. He set it up that we, if we believe in him, we would do what he was doing. We would be a part of his life, care about what he cares about, and go around and do good. Like Jesus told the rich man he needed to do to have eternal life. You can't just do part of it. And Jesus wants us to know today that we're missing this part. So if you don't believe in him, if you, if you turn this backwards, if you don't believe in him, you're not going to be doing it. So if you're not doing it, he considers that you don't believe. And if you're not doing it, you really don't believe. Or it just it seems too hard to believe. And... Especially like the greater things. I mean, take a deep breath and think of yourself laying hands on the sick and casting out demons. But the thing is, the place you got to get to is where you accept the responsibility and let him do the rest. Let him teach you. Of course, you can't go and do it yourself because you're going to fail. But going back to being led by the Spirit, those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. So if you're being led by the Spirit, Jesus is going to bring you to this place. And, you know, um, the other thing I was thinking that he said is, we're believing for a revival. Jesus, come and we want this revival. And he's saying right here, you're a part of that. I'm asking you to do it. I'm going to supply you with power to do that. If you believe in me, you're going to do what I was doing, and then I'm going to give you the power to do that. Like, So in verse 13, he said, you're going to do these things because I go to my father in verse 13, and I will do myself and grant whatever you ask in my name as representing all that I am, so that the father may be glorified and extolled in through the son. Yes, I will grant myself, I will do whatever you ask in my name as representing all that I am. So when you go and you ask, he's going to do. He's going to do that thing that you're asking him to do. I'm thinking of when Jesus fed the 5,000. He thanked the Father. He asked him. 
and there was food provided for everyone because he was representing the Father. We have all our little things that we think that we have to do to try to make Jesus happen the way we think Jesus is, how we think Jesus is. The churches are conducted in a way they think it'll work instead of being led by the Spirit and doing what he said, do, doing what he did. We shy off from doing that because we're afraid nothing's going to happen. And the reason we're afraid nothing's going to happen is really because we're not doing his commands. Confidence in him comes from doing his commands, and he said that next. He said... Um, <clears throat> if a person really loves me, he'll keep my commandments, he'll obey me, and my Father will love him, and we will come and make our home, our special place within them. If anyone does not really love me, not observe and obey my teaching, and the teaching which you hear and heed is not mine, but comes from the Father who sent me. Anyone who does not really love me does not observe and obey my teaching. And the teaching which you hear and heed is not mine, but it comes from the Father. So if you don't believe, you don't observe. If you believe him, you're going to obey him, and then you're going to have confidence in him. And then when you have confidence in him, you get to that place. He's going to send you out. Jesus said it. If a person really loves me, he will keep my word. So the way to have confidence to do what Jesus is telling us to do is to obey him. He said, if a person really loves me, this is the next thing that he said. He said, if a person really loves me, that if you really love me, you'll keep my commands. And when we keep his commands... He's going to grow us to this place, and he's going to do whatever we ask And because we're following his commands, and we're going to have confidence that he's going to do that, and we're not going to be afraid nothing's going to happen because we followed his commands. Your confidence comes from doing what he said. So it starts with asking him to come live on the inside of you, and then letting him recreate you in his likeness, he's going to grow you up and get you to this place. As he did the disciples, where he's going to send you out. And you're going to do what he was doing. And then you're going to be preparing the way for him. And revival is going to come through us, his vessels, his power working through us. So that's the message I have for you today, and it's a good message, and wherever you are, just start seeking him, and he's going to get you to that place. He, he's asking you to be committed to him, to stay engaged with him, because things are only going to get better, and it's the only way to have eternal life. You want to be a part of his life. You want to be a part of what's going to happen on the earth before he gets here. You don't want to just be, call yourself a Christian all your life and not be a part of what he's doing. 
if you believe you're going to do what he was doing and even greater things, that's what we're going to do. And so we got to get to that page. We have to stop lingering. And at the same time, if you just ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he's going to get you to that place. All of us are called. If you believe you're going to do what he was doing and he's going to put you on that path, the one you need to be on, and that path leads to eternal life. We have to get recreated to, to look like him, to be like him. We need to be recreated. We need to show who Jesus is. So we got to grow up. We got to get to that place. Jesus, thank you for telling us things to come. Thank you for this message of showing us that we need to be totally committed to you, that you're wanting us to be a part of your life, that you want to entrust us with your power to do your work. We thank you, Lord, that you want us to, to know, to have understanding, to have the revelation knowledge of what is actually happening, what's expected of us. Not that we stand before you that day in shock because you say, I didn't know you. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you so much for telling us ahead of time that we're not ready. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory. Oh, he is so good to us. And, you know, that day is going to be so scary for some people. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. This is the will of the Father we've been talking about today. And if we don't do it, he's going to say, I didn't know you. And then in verse 22, but Lord, we did this in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We did many mighty works in your name. What does that mean? It sounds good. It sounds like they were. But they obviously didn't know they were missing it somewhere. And the word says if you break one law, you broke all the laws. So you can be doing everything the word says except this one thing. And he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. We can't figure it out ourselves. We got to be led by the Spirit. We have to get our instructions from Jesus. Thank you so much for listening today. Jesus has a word for us. He said, Don't let your circumstances keep you from me, but let your circumstances draw you to me. I have so much good for you. And I can't give it to you if you're not paying attention. The just shall live by faith. Look to me, have faith in me, so I can show you the answers. So that your circumstances aren't controlling you, but you're controlling them. There's no other way except me. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. So amazing. Wow. So good. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.